welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and today looks a little different because this is not my studio. There is not red and black behind me. Mm-mm. There is a window and a priest next to me. Yes. I am here next to you. <laughs> you are. I'm in Pittsburgh. This is uh, pre-recorded from my trip uh, to Pittsburgh to celebrate this guy's fifth anniversary. And uh, one, we, we had to do one thing of work. To make everything else make sense. Otherwise, it would just be friendship, and that would be awkward. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So, <laughs> inefficient use of time. So we hope that you enjoy today's episode. We had an absolute blast. We just rec- finished recording it because we can do that because technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do enjoy today's episode, please hit subscribe, whether you are watching on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're doing one of those, you could always subscribe on the other because that's what love is. Enjoy. What's up? And welcome to Fort Saint Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That's Father Anthony's robot. Like, what are you doing? Itching your ear? Yeah, it's it's just loud when I'm right next to you. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. I can turn down the volume normally, but this is just this is this is live. We have only ever done this in person one other time before, and we were in that weird little van. We were in a weird little van. <laughs> this is much better because I think I exceeded the weight limit for that van. Most certainly. And then we had you in there and Tony Vicinda in there, and that Ooh. is all of the large Catholics, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. So uh, I am in Pittsburgh or some small town next to it where Nick Sharapa lives. Nick, come, come here, buddy. <laughs> He's he's producer Nick for this podcast. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Father Anthony is is here, and yeah. his brother is here. There he is. He's he's oh, touching me. <laughs> stop stop touching me. <laughs> Nick is producing. What are you doing? <laughs> Nick is producing today's show. We are at his dinner table. Yep. Uh, well, I, I guess you probably eat breakfast and lunch here too. Uh, and we're recording a show live because I came up to Pittsburgh City. To uh rec- to celebrate this guy's fifth anniversary into the priesthood. Yeah, that was just yesterday. We did it. We uh, we did it. I couldn't have done it without you, Taylor. I think you could have. <laughs> Probably. It just would have been sadder. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, I flew in on Thursday, and we celebrated on on Friday. So we. Uh, and just for context, mm. we have been very good friends for a long time. Yeah, and have, we we met one time, pretty close to here. Mm-hmm. Went to eat breakfast, and then you dropped me off at the airport. That's the first time we met. Yep. And then all of us spent some time together at a conference for five days. And then, other than that, this was the third time we spent time together as human beings in yeah. person. <laughs> so, we did it. Yeah, everything else has been Xbox Live chat. Right. Pretty much. And a few phone calls. So, this has been nice. It's been good to have you over. Uh, you haven't kicked me out of your life yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, you still have time to save it. I do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. a few yeah. more days for you to kind of bounce back. And, uh, yeah. There have been a few times where I'm like, do I need to change my flights to... Earlier? <laughs> Do I need to leave tomorrow? No, no. As long as you keep uh, giving me money for gambling, you can say. I did. I did do that. So, uh, <laughs> to celebrate uh, your anniversary yesterday, we went, or we, we woke up very late. Mm-hmm. Well, we woke up very early because the sun woke us both up. Yes. And then we both went back to bed for like four more hours. Yes. And we went to go eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then we went, we did something that was a first for you. It was a first for me. We went to... 
a casino. A casino. <laughs> that's that's how all first timers yes, say it. It's uh, the casino. <laughs> so yeah. uh, tell us about your experience, your first experience, yeah, being in a casino. So I've gambled before because I'm Catholic and I've been to parish festivals and stuff, and I know how to play poker and that kind of thing, but never been to a casino before. And Taylor was like, "This sounds like a thing you would like." I'm like, "It does sound like a thing I would like." <laughs> so we went. And I lost all of my money and <laughs> most of Taylor's money. Yeah. Not, not a lot of luck uh, at, the, uh, at the old casino. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun losing your money especially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did seem to have a lot more fun when you were losing my money. You had more fun losing my money than you did the few times you won with your money. Yeah, yeah. But they were very few times. Yeah. So uh, I love casinos. All of my family is from southern Louisiana where mm-hmm. gambling is in our blood. And But I live in Texas where gambling is illegal. So, oh, I mean, unless that. you use an offshore account to gamble on sports, which no one in this room has ever done. Never. But you can't, like, there's no casinos in Texas because I don't understand why. There's no other rules in Texas, so why can't we gamble? Yeah. But, uh, so I, I would either have to go to Louisiana or, like, when my wife and I mm-hmm. lived, we lived in Steubenville, which is about an hour from here. Uh, before I dropped out, don't worry, I'm not one of those weird Fran- Franny grads. I quit <laughs> while I was behind. So there goes Riley. We just saw Riley leave in the shot. Um, but she, <laughs> I don't think she was planning on leaving. I think she heard me start the show. It's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, we don't blame you for that, Riley. No yeah, worries. It's fine. So uh, my wife and I, when we lived here, we had, they had very little money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had like a, like maybe 50 to to $100 of spending money for the month. Mm-hmm. So every like most of the time we just go out to eat. We get you know, fast food once a week or a nice meal every other week. Yeah. Or some months like we'd go to the casino, we'd bring our $100 and either you know, if we lost that $100, that was our $100 of spending money for the month, yeah. uh, fun money for the month. So my wife and I have spent a lot of time at the casino that we went to yesterday because it was only 45 minutes from where we lived. Yeah. And my wife loves roulette. That's her favorite game, and I usually lose all of my money. And she wins it all, which is weird because, like, we share money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she's, like, when I'm winning and she's losing, I'm like, I'm calculating. I'm like, actually, we're just evening out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, she's so excited. I'm like, you're just, it's fine. We're breaking um, even. That's fine. <laughs> but I've never run at roulette. And we sat down yesterday. You could not stop winning. It was unbelievable. It was insane. Like, I kept hitting. So, roulette, has it's a game of chance. Yeah. And there's there's some things you're going to do that are like a 50-50 chance, a 49% chance. There's other things that you can do that are pretty close to that. And then there's this one way that you can do it that is a 1 in 30, 38%, 1 in 38, whatever yeah. that percentage is, yeah. chance. Um and I won like four of those in a row. Yeah, it was nuts. unbelievable. And like you, you like you get one like like thirty seven times your money, yeah, right? Yeah. And I won that like four or five times in a row. And meanwhile, I look at your stack and it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I just start giving you the money that I've won. And I lose it. It's one of those weird things. I felt like guilty about losing money, but also like it's not really my fault because there's no skill involved in this. <laughs> right. It was a weird place to be. Right. Um. But yeah, that's what happened. So, uh, gambling as Catholics, you mentioned at the beginning that it was like, oh, this is a thing that we just do. Yeah. And I think a lot of Catholics don't because I think a lot of people think that everything, a lot of people have been scandalized through the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of the show. I'm not at my home, so I didn't start a timer. So, you know, we're we're just going to go and keep talking until I'm done (laughs) with what I want to say. It's going to be a long show. (laughs) Nine hours later. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we have to hurry up because we're going to the casino again. Yeah. (laughs) So, 
<laughs> how, how is that not a sin, Father Anthony? You 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 said it first, and you're the representative of the church. Yeah, yeah. I've done it a bunch, and I'm proud to talk about it on this Catholic podcast. Right. So, uh, what, what do Catholics know about gambling? Well, first of all, it's how many parishes just stay afloat. If you've ever been to a parish festival, they're selling raffle tickets or whatever. <gasps> that's all. I thought gambling. you meant something different. So, I mean, like, I never, I've never given this like a lot of thought. Um, but it's like one of those things that if you do it responsibly, it's fine. You know, it can obviously become a vice. There obviously really is gambling addiction, that sort of thing. And that can really mess up your life. It's not good for you. It can enter sinful territory. Um, but if you do it, you know, with a relatively level head and you're just doing it to have fun, spend a little bit of money, see what it goes. Like, I think that's fine. I don't think we have to be weird about it. Um, and like I said, just because not that. Everything that goes on in Catholic parishes is always kosher. We know that as Catholics as well. But like, this is just not even in all synagogues. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it depends on the synagogue. Uh, so yeah, I just don't think you have to freak out about it. More and more, the more and more I'm on Catholic internet stuff, and the more and more I'm just in the parish. It's like, can we just be chill and normal about stuff? Like, just just be chill and normal about stuff. And that's where I'm at with gambling. I'm not going to do it every day. I'm not going to do it all the time. My friend Taylor comes over. Let's go to the casino. It's a good time. And that's it. I don't think you have to give much more yeah, thought to it. It's really fine if you're losing someone else's money. It's great. Um, I, but... I actually recommend that. Playing with other people's money. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was so funny. Like, there was, like we both bought. So, here, here's my thing with gambling. Uh, did yeah. you know that the catechism actually talks about gambling? No idea. 100% it does. It does? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I hope I was right. You were very, you were very good. Yeah. Uh, except all of it was wrong. No, I'm oh. just kidding. Everything you said was pretty much what the catechism yeah, yeah. says. It's um, 2404. I'm not going to read it because this is an entertaining show. So, <laughs> but everything. So, here's the premise that I use when it comes to gambling. Yeah. And I even told you this beforehand. And it's, it's, it's really interesting how the premise for how to have a good time and also the premise for how to do gambling vir at, like virtuously as a Catholic, it's the same solution, okay. right? So if you go and gamble, let's just take Catholicism out of it. If yeah. you go and gamble <laughs> and you like bring $1,000 and you lose that $1,000, yeah. like I, I can't speak for everybody. Everybody has their number. But for me, if I went in and I lost $1,000, like that's a large percentage of what I make in a year. Yeah, yeah. Like half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <but> 40catholic.com. <laughs> slash <tax> donate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um like so if I went in and lost a thousand dollars knowing that that would be a bad thing, yeah. if you walk away from gambling sad, then it wasn't fun. Yeah. Right? So and then on the Catholicism side. It's, you can't, like, I can't, I'm a husband, I'm a father, uh, I, I have to be a good steward of money that has been given to me by family and donors and all, like, this is the salary that I'm making, all these things, right? So, the, the, the rule that I told you before, do you remember what I told you before we went? About, yes, yeah, when, yeah, when you yeah. were deciding how much money you were going to get out of the ATM, what did I tell you? Uh, well, you, I mean, you told me a few things. I'm not sure this is what you're going for. Um, uh, don't look anyone in the eye while you're gambling. Yeah, no, don't look anyone in the eye. I know. Um, uh, your dad, you told me the story about your dad. Was that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, that was another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your dad, you called up your dad the first time you went to the casino, and your dad just had this one piece of advice for you, and it was, before you spend any money, just look around. Look around all these machines, all this nice decor, all these people working there. Look at all of that. Realize that you're going to be paying for that. Tonight. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go have fun. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah. But have a realistic expectation. Like, I 100%, like, the amount of money we used yesterday, yeah. 
after, especially after I gave you some. Mm-hmm. Like we paid for a few people's hourly salary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All of our dealers. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the other thing was it was about how much money to take. Do you remember what I told you about that? Uh, well, I mean, you take a certain amount of money. That's what you use to spend, and after that, you're done. Right. So they have ATMs in the casino. Mm. I think it is very dangerous for Catholics <laughs> to use ATM at the casino. Yeah. Here's why. Um, I always bring the amount of money. And my amount of money has changed. Yeah. Like when my wife and I went, when we were dead broke. Yeah. What did I tell you? Our budget was for entertainment for the month. Yeah. We could spend that however we wanted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was eating out. Sometimes it was eating out fast food. And then other times it was the $100 where I took $50. Mm-hmm. She took $50. Yeah. If we lost it all, which some nights we did. Sure. Some nights we were up. Some nights we lost. Actually, over the course of the year, yeah. we evened out almost to the penny. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But there were some nights where I would lose my 50. She would lose her 50. And... We, wa- we walked away having enjoyed ourselves. Right. Because I was with my wife. Mm-hmm. who we had. We, it was our first year of marriage. We had a great time. We, had, we got to drink. We got to talk. We got to gamble. We got to have fun. And what did it cost? $100 for a night. Right. That's not a ton to have fun in an yeah. evening. Right? Yeah. I, I, you know, we are not dead broke anymore. Yeah. I still work in the church. So yeah. I'm not like making a ton of money. Yeah. So it hasn't gone up too much. Right. But I have an amount. That's fair, relatively small, yeah. and that's the amount where it's like, look, if I lose this amount, I mean, it's like, I'm, it's not going to be thrilling, no, right, right. <laughs> but it's like I can walk away and be like, look, like we were celebrating your anniversary. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to have a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Here's the amount of money that I'm willing to spend mm-hmm. for you to have a good time. Yes. And then if I walked away with more money than that, that's a win. Then that's fine, right? If I bring two hundred dollars and I walk away with a hundred, yeah. okay, I only spent a hundred dollars for us to have fun. If I if I lost all two hundred, okay, I spent two hundred dollars for us to have fun, but I'm not going back to the ATM. I, I'm sorry, I love you, bud, but I'm not spending fifteen hundred no, bucks fair, for you to have a good time. But I think there's some people who still might be judging us, and uh, especially if they're Catholic. Welcome to Fort Catholic. What's new? <laughs> but if they're Catholic, they have they have no room to do this because uh, every Catholic gambles. Uh, if your parish has more than one priest, you are gambling when you pick that mass. If there's different mass times, you're gambling because you don't know what kind of songs you're going to get. If you're, you know, you go into a, a, a different church, different confessionals, there's different choices for priests. That's a gamble. That's a bet. You don't know what you're going to get. You're hoping for something high, but you don't know. So no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> you're opening the door. So to don't see you <laughs> look at us and, and no, 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 no. We're all the same. We all have the same uh, uh, challenges as Catholics. So. That's why I want to say to those people. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> what a turn we took. <laughs> You're a gambler, too. Can't tell if you're pointing at the camera or Nick, but either way, yeah. it works. Well, Nick will be a gambler in a uh, little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we went. We had we had a blast. We're going to go again. Nick's going to come with us right after we're done recording this. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna ha- we're gonna have another good time, and you know, with the amount of money that we budgeted, because ultimately, yes. like, you have to be good stewards of our money. Mm-hmm. Like, none of the money that I spent yesterday uh, was used to. Like, it's not money I needed to feed my children. Right, right. It's not money I needed to feed my wife. <laughs> it's not money I needed to put a roof over our head. It's not money. It was fun money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's allowed to have fun money. Some people like to spend all of it on video games. Mm-hmm. Other people like to go out and, and eat. Other people like to go and gamble. Like, as long as it's within that range yeah. of your entertainment budget, have fun. Amen. That's gambling. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Father Anthony, you've been a priest for five years. We've been celebrating that. Do you have a Catholic match account? I do not have a Catholic match account. That would be terrible for me, and my diocese would fire me. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. It was, that was a test, and okay. you passed. Yes. Uh, but for anyone who is not currently a priest, 
or in a marriage, or I guess probably in a serious relationship, would we draw the line at minor relationship? Yeah, okay, either get serious or get Catholic match with their relationship. Yeah, 100%. I, I've been telling people for a while, like, I know people who got married for Catholic match, uh, like a month ago, probably about a month and a half ago now. Like, two of my friends that I've known for years, and they didn't know that I knew both of them, yeah. met on Catholic match, came to my house, had their first date, and now they are dating and very happy. I yeah. check, on, check in on them every now and then just to make sure I could keep saying that story <laughs> on the commercials. So far, so good, But though. as of the recording date, they are still very happy together. Mm. Uh, so if you are not currently uh, a man of the cloth, uh, what is it? CatholicMatch.com slash Forte. You can sign up for a free account, and if you use that uh, URL... Promo code. URL. URL. <laughs> URL. Uh, if you use that, uh, catholicmatch.com slash forte, you, everybody in this month and last month, I did those backwards with my hands. It was confusing to me. Catholicmatch.com slash forte, you'll be uh, in, entered into a drawing mm-hmm. for a free premium account where all the hot people are. That's not what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it might mean what that means. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Don't risk it. Don't risk it. Sign up today. Catholicmatch.com slash forte. That was really funny. Premium account where a lot of people are. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll and Nick just had a seizure from me welcoming you all back to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, only proving that Nick Sharapa is not a listener of this podcast. <laughs> he did just say that he's enjoying listening to it live. Yeah, he so did. That's a compliment. Yeah. Uh, I would. I'm, we're going to go through something, and I have it here on my phone. Mm-hmm. And this is... Uh, you know, because, you know, you're one of my best friends, and we already talked about earlier that I'd never see you in person, yeah. which is probably why it works. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but my best friend growing up, so like we were best friends in high school all the way through. Uh, he posted something, and then I asked him if we could talk about it on the show because I think it's one of the funnier things. And it's going to be one of those things that uh, it will it will bring back a lot of memories for people in our age bracket. Right. Uh, because it's all about the the beginning of texting. Mm-hmm. So I've already I already foresee the people like the response to this segment. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people our age that are like, I remember I did something similar to this, or you weren't as crazy as my friends. Right. Um, I'm going to remember. I'm going to, I already know that I'm going to get some older people, like real old people, like Liv listening to it and being like, I got texting when I was 42. You know? <laughs> and that then, was a really good Liv impersonation. I thought she was sitting next to me for a second. And she's here. <laughs> we just open the window and she walks in. Yeah. You would um, kick her out though. She's not allowed in here. There's also going to be, uh, did you say she's not allowed here? That's what I said. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Never live. Never. She doesn't listen to the show either, no. so it doesn't really matter. But then there's also going to be young people who are like, wait, there were phones that didn't text. You're going to learn today, kids. <laughs> You're going to learn. So this is uh, my best friend named Jacob. I believe he told me he was like 16 or 17 years old at the time mm. of this. Mm. Uh, it is a it is a document that I'm reading off my phone entitled Birthday Wishes. Wishes is all capitalized. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hello, mother, and good morning. (laughs) I broke it, Anthony. We haven't even gotten started yet. I don't think I've ever said those words. I've said, like, good morning, mom, but hello, mother, and good morning. Hello, mother, and good morning. She would immediately distrust everything I'm about to say Uh, if I started a conversation like that. Well, you'll see. Okay. I kind of want to do this in, like, my bad British accent. Hello, mother, and good morning. (laughs) I have a proposition for you today. Did I mention you look beautiful today? 
just hanging on thick here. I know. Like you just, as a parent, you know, like yeah, they're, they're about to ask for something they're not going to get. Yeah. Well, anyways, as my birthday approaches, I think it would be a great birthday for me and others if I received text messaging. <laughs> Do you remember a time in your life when you didn't have text messaging? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because you would have to like, there weren't like plans for like unlimited texts. Like it was pay for like the letter or whatever. <laughs> right. This was a big deal. He did not send texts. Right. So I, I remember I didn't get my own phone until I was 18 senior year, mm-hmm. but like my parents and I shared a phone. They didn't know how to use it. So I, you know, yeah, yeah. it was pretty much fine for, for a while, but I had to like ask to use it and all this kind of stuff. It was mostly just the, the device to like get me home on time right. by, by my curfew, mm-hmm. which was 7 PM. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but I remember the first texting plan I got mm-hmm. was 200 text messages per month. Yeah. How many you send a day now, buddy? Like a million. <laughs> I looked at your, I had your phone yesterday cause we were, you were, you were driving and I was going through Spotify. You had 17 unread text messages. Like that is a good percentage of what my entire month would have been yeah. back in the day. So I had 200 text messages and you know how like. Now and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use I'm going to use this moment to teach the youngins in the group. Mm. You know how like people my age when you like if if I send you a long text message or your parents send you a long text message and you're like, hey honey, when are you going to be home? Uh, I thought you're going to be home about an hour ago. Uh, where are you? Yeah. And you just send back K. Yeah. Like it makes people our age incredibly angry. Like it is still kind of rude, but for yeah. us. K used to be one of those 200 texts. Yeah. So you just took a, I think it's a half a percent. The mathematicians <laughs> in the congregation are going to have to let me know. Yeah, whatever. Um, but like, that's a large portion of the text that I had for the entire month. So like there were times where like my girlfriend, my junior year, mm-hmm. we would like, she would try, she, she was rich. So she oh, had like 400 texts. Yeah. Gold digger Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> All right. Um, so, she would text me and I'd be like, please stop texting me. You're going to ruin my life. <laughs> and it would be like really sweet things. And I'm like, she'd be like, oh, I think you're so lovely and your arms are so amazing. And I'd be like, stop it, please. <laughs> Keep going in person, but stop it. Here. <laughs> All right. It, it continues. Now I don't have to get it on my birthday. I think I've become a woman. Whatever. Uh, if at all possible, I would like to receive it as soon as possible. Use possible twice in one sentence. Yeah, that's bad form. Stupid 16-year-old. <laughs> I would like to receive n- nothing else for my birthday in exchange for text messaging. Now, <laughs> exchanges are difficult if yeah. you don't have the thing you're willing to exchange. Right. It's, it's <laughs> assuming that gifts are mandatory, <laughs> and, and parents don't like Hello. that. I would like to exchange... This shot glass for your glass. Like, no, no, no. That's not how gifts work. You exchange. No. Very bold. That is the only thing I want, and I believe that I have been asking for two years. <laughs> That's all I wanted last year, too. I think this would be advantageous. Good SAT word. Yeah. Right? To you as well as for me. For one, you could text me with something you would like for me to do after school. <laughs> you could also text me for things you would just want to say, like, good luck tonight, buddy, or something of that nature. Talk about fishing for compliments. Right. Like, you could tell he didn't get these compliments, and yeah. he's like, yeah. if you text me, you could be a better parent. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of subtext. There's a lot of subtext to this. Ah, oh, subtext. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. 
Um, I believe I would text back, I love you. You are the best mommy a boy could have since you got me text messaging. <laughs> wait, wait, how... <laughs> Is this like totally sincere on his part? A hundred percent. hundred percent. We are a third of the way done. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, thanks for the support. I'm glad I can text on the bus to the game because we're not allowed to talk. Thanks for text messaging, mom. Also, when, I, when I'm in college, I won't always be able to talk, but I could definitely text. Like now he's like being, you know how like when you're asking for something and you have to be like kind of honest, you're yeah. like, hey, uh. I really want to come over, but I, I, I don't have any pads. But yeah. also, it'd be great if I could come over. You're like, yeah. no, I heard that part in the middle. You're right, not right. Saying, it's also a bit of a threat. Like, if you want to hear from me from college, you better text me. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm going to be busy. Uh, where was I? <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> uh, now, for situations like this to occur, all capital letters... Unlimited family texting would need to be purchased. Wow. It is a fee... Of 30 per month. Is $30 too much money to tell your son I love you or even your daughter? <laughs> Go straight for the heart. <laughs> he has a twin sister. Yeah. He's just bringing her in. Yeah. There. Yeah. Or it would be $20 for just me to have unlimited. So he's like, you can love your sister or not. <laughs> That's fine yeah. too. Given options, being flexible. You could harass her with as many text messages as you want. See, I'm just thinking of you. <laughs> This voice is really hurting my throat. I'm yeah. going to turn back into an American boy. Okay. You'll be my American boy. Another reason to get me text messaging would be for me and my pursuit for females. <laughs> wait. 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 <laughs> Not of. For females. Like, it's in favor he's doing. I'm going to get me some females. Female yeah, you're going to get, get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's literally what it says. You have no idea how many times girls have told me to just text them in the past month or year alone, uh, or yet alone year. I, I know you would say, just call them. Well, texting late. Well, texting ladies into calling, texting leads into calling. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, it's how you get from point A to point C in today's society. Going from what's, first to third. What's real quick. point C, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in fact, the entire American culture has transformed into a nation that texts. Wow, he's going like sociology. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Man, from all angles, he thought this through. <laughs> he really did. Sort of. It is very convenient. Heck, even your husband text, as does my dad, Stephanie, Logan, and my best friends, Taylor and Michael. <laughs> wow, he's pulling you guys into this too. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't like me. That's a bad move, buddy. Yeah. Uh, who are at college and can't always talk, but can text. All of my other friends, and you know who else texts, all capitals, Girls! <laughs> Listen, Mom, if you want grandbabies one day, I need a text messaging plan. Let me give this hat to your old man. For the past three years, I've been dying inside. What a I've been dying inside because I don't have text messaging. Everybody walks around with their phones and their text messaging, all caps. It's just not fair! I'm a good kid and I won't abuse my privileges. Now it is time to reward a good kid. Love you, mom. <laughs> okay, I got multiple questions. Okay. First of all, the question that everyone's wondering about, did this work? 100% no, he didn't get it for another 15 months. <laughs> you know, I, there's like rules for constructing a good argument. I, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but he bribes, he threatens, um, he begs, 
He tries to convince. He threw everything at his parents he possibly could in the weirdest way possible, as only a 17-year-old mind could come up with. And I both applaud him for his um, uh, courage, but also, dude, that was a lot of wasted energy. It was a lot of wasted tough. energy. Absolutely tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all I could think of mm-hmm. while reading this was, one, just reliving the moment. like, Because I can just imagine, can I text? And also, I desperately want a woman to yes. show me affection. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, the on the one hand, that's what I thought. On the other hand was, I feel like every reaction you and I just did to this yeah. is how God reacts to every single one of my requests. Okay, explain. <laughs> this is interesting. I feel like uh, th- he's 17, and yeah. we are now in our early 30s. Yes. So comparatively to 17-year-olds, we are ancient. Yes. Now, I am. In, we are, again, we are in our early 30s. Yeah. God is ancient, like actually ancient. Sure, yeah. So we probably sound as dumb to God with our adult prayers as this 17-year-old did just trying to get a woman. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I understand the comparison, but this also this is something that I, I I counsel a lot of people on because sometimes they worry about that. They worry that God will respond to them the same way their parents did, and it, depending on the parent and the situation, that can be really bad. So like, c- keep a couple things in mind that over and over again in Scripture, God tells us keep asking. He is not annoyed by this. And yes, are we tiny little fish comparison to him? Yeah, sure. But he doesn't care about that. So he wants to hear us ask. He wants <laughs> Only to Only I can see this. The two brothers both just did this at the same time. Yeah, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been communicating with Nick the entire time just through Italian hand gestures. <laughs> so that's just kind of how it works. He's I been think like, I need mm-hmm. to steal second base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, I think it's important to keep in mind. Um, also, but I think a, a good spiritual lesson to learn from this is that you don't have to bribe God. It can feel like you have to or make deals with God. No, 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 no. One thing you have to grow in in prayer, and this takes time for sure, and still something that everyone works on, is to ask and then trust that either God will give you the thing or he has something better in store for you. And let's be real honest. You might not understand what that better thing in store is from you, even in this life, right? It might be when we're in eternity and God's like, no, this is why I brought you this or gave you this or let you suffer this, right? Right. Um, but I, I always tell people just pray confidently. And there was not a lot of confidence in that letter. <laughs> I think it dripped in confidence. Well, different kinds of confidence. <laughs> if you were like confident. Hello, mother. Like that is, if that isn't confidence, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. But sometimes, you know, like Jesus always says, don't babble like the pagans. That's a little bit of babbling on his oh, part. 100% of babbling. <laughs> right, right. Well, he is Protestant. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no one's perfect. Okay. Um, so when you pray, there should be a prayer with confidence. And if you have things to say, feel free to say them. But if you find yourself trying to manipulate God in your prayer, that's showing that you still need to grow in trust. So, like, let's say that he, um, not that his parents were bad people for not giving him texts, but, like, if he was perfectly assured that his parents. There were plenty of other reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if he was confident that his parents knew what was best for him, he'd be like, this is what I would like. And kind of leave that. But I trust you with your decision. Like, that's how you pray. You know, this is what I would like but I trust you with my decision. Or if you're like me and Taylor, like I would like to trust you more with your decision. Help me to trust you more with your decision, but here's what I want, right? So that's a better way to go about it. Look, I know you're busy, but it'd be really good for me and everyone else if I got this. Like, did I pray when we were at the casino? Like, Lord, uh, 2016 is my ordination year. It's my anniversary. I'm betting on 16. I mean, you can make the ball move and hit the 16, but he said, no, no, 
You're Meanwhile, going to... I didn't pray, and I won a ton of money. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe there's a lesson in that, too. I should have prayed about giving you my winnings. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's here's the thing. I hear everything you're saying. Okay, but. But there is, there is a big but, and that big but is Abraham. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Abraham, I think. I well, we'll find out. I'm John. So, I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so, uh Sodom and Gomorrah, that was Abraham, right? Yes. Okay. So I think Abraham's prayer with God and this prayer are the exact same. Oh, okay. Because okay. Abraham was like, he does all the things that you said, all the, the manipulation things, the uh, uh, appeal to your goodness, uh, try to butter you up, bribery, threatening, all of these things. I think he does all, he's like, what if we find 50 good people? Right. Because God's ready to kill all of Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, what if we find 50 good people? Mm-hmm. And God's like, okay, fine. If we got 50, now, Lord, in your goodness. <laughs> I like that Abraham is British <laughs> right. now. Yes, yes. Lord, in your goodness, <laughs> what if we find but 40? Yes. And he says, okay, but 40. Now God is British. <laughs> I, can't, right. I can't go back and forth between the accents. And it goes down to 30 and to 10. And then I, I think it, it gets down to like 10 or 5. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about the city of Sodom and Gomorrah? They, he did not find anybody. <laughs> he didn't find them. I mean, w- but maybe he found four. We don't know. <laughs> they were already healed. He only barred them down to implied. five. I think it's implied. <laughs> he barred them down to five. But like, mm-hmm. that's what Abraham did. And this, I, I, honestly, it's one of the big things that is always... Prayers of petition are very difficult for me. Mm. Like praising God for He is good, yeah. it, 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 it's like it comes more naturally. But prayer of petition, I just don't think I can change God's mind because I have that story in my head so often. Okay. Because here I am, just like my best friend Jacob, asking for these things, using all of these things, and they even like, okay, 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 but the answer is still no. Mm. And it makes it makes me just not want to ask. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's an understandable feeling. So I think we have to look at the story and what is being taught in this story. And Abraham, the whole story of Abraham is he is learning who God is throughout his entire life, and in very like difficult and intense ways, right? With, with his son, with him leaving. Yeah, <laughs> because you know? he lived intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also that intense, like camping. <laughs> but um, like okay, so I critique that letter as a form of prayer. But it's always better to pray badly than not to pray, right? So even if you don't have prayer down or you're nervous about, like, I don't know how to pray, just go for it. The Lord will teach you over time. What the Lord is teaching Abraham is about his mercy and justice. It's like, yes, of course I'll be merciful. I'll be just. But this is what needs to happen. So um, I can understand, like, being hesitant. Like, you're not going to change God's mind. But what prayer prayer petition does, if you keep doing long enough, is that slowly it will make your heart and your will more and more like God's. The more and more you communicate, the more and more you learn to ask for what is truly good for yourself. So it starts off, you start off like a little kid, like I would like a bike. But as you grow in the spiritual life, you're like, I really want grace. I really want to help uh, help to forgive this person. And you get to more of the core things that genuinely make us happy. The reason why we hear about uh, how all of Mary's prayers are answered and she gets whatever she wants is because her heart is so conformed to the will of God's that she's asking for the things that are already on God's heart. And that's a form of communion. That's a form of love and of union. That's what the prayer petition is supposed to bring us into, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So what you're saying is yeah. praying to God, Yeah, you don't get what you ask for. But if you start your prayer, as Jacob did, yeah. and go to Mary and say, Hello, mother, and good morning. And I make your petition heard there. You have a chance of getting what you want. 
<laughs> I mean, no, but okay, <laughs> fine. I like that analogy, though. It is fun. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Father Anthony, I just recorded or uploaded my 200th video mm. onto the Forte Catholic YouTube channel. Mm. Uh, so we have things like like not only full-length uh, episodes of this show, but we've also got uh, music that I release periodically, like covers of worship songs, if you want to pray that way, have it on in the background to scare your cat. Uh, or there's like highlights from the show if you don't want to watch the full thing. There's also like I give talks. There's also a new thing that I'm starting like this week and it's going to be like pop culture takes like in like two to three minutes. So like usually on things it, that people are talking about. So like the Disney show Loki, uh, uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch, uh, <laughs> all, all the things that people are watching. Just my review of them, how it connects to Catholicism, and then now I'm literally just keeping this uh, going so that Father Anthony has to keep chugging this large <laughs> thing of water. He is <laughs> he's soaking wet at this point and has left. If you are not watching on YouTube, you are missing out on this. Subscribe today at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. I thought the ad was over, but Nick has just completed or taken over for his brother, who is now chugging this glass of water. You can only find this at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. So subscribe today if you like pop culture, if you like Catholicism, if you like entertainment, if you like comedy, and you want to have fun. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still Taylor Stroll. That is still Father Anthony Sharapa, and we are recording in the Nick Sharaka, Nip, Nip Sharaka abode. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the things that's really been making me angry uh, recently, yeah. and I've heard it from a lot of like, especially like male uh, Catholics, prominent male Catholics, yeah. Catholic podcasts, YouTube channels, that sort of thing. It's like using effeminate as a negative right like saying like oh you are being an you are being effeminate because you're not sacrificing enough or you're not being holy enough you're yeah. not being and i think like i get like you know calling men to be better at sacrificing is a good thing absolutely i think using effeminate is a negative because the connotation on the other side is like whatever you are saying is effeminate you're not sacrificing enough, so you're effeminate. <laughs> you're not sacrificing enough, so you're effeminate. Uh, <laughs> Nick just jumped through the window. <laughs> As we're talking, I love that this is happening during our serious segment. We always do two silly ones and then a serious one, and then Nick just jumped through a window. If you're not checking out 4D Catholic on YouTube, you really are missing a lot. You really are. That was fun. Uh, so back to me being pissed off about people using the word effeminate. So... The connotation is, is, oh, oh, okay, guy, you are being effeminate because you're not sacrificing enough. So yes. not, you're being a girly man. Right. <laughs> Therefore, like, they're saying that it is womanly mm -hmm. to not sacrifice. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> have you seen a marriage? <laughs> like, who is sacrificing more? It's mostly right the wife. Right now, your, your beautiful wife is taking care of all of your children so that we can go gambling. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, that's sacrifice. Right, so, like, I've heard it with, with sacrifice or with how you dress or how you do this. And, like, it's just making me so angry that effeminate is used as a diss towards man. And I get that, like, effeminate is feminine, right? But... It's just making me upset. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot that's going on with this. And it points to a broader 
problem in our culture that we've lost we've lost a lot of the Catholic idea, the Catholic imagination, the Catholic worldview. It's just been lost in our culture for a whole bunch of reasons we won't get into. And so uh, there's a lot of different Catholic speakers, priests, projects where they're trying to reclaim the Catholic worldview on things. The problem with this is, is when you're so lost, you'll end up bringing ideas of the world into what you think is the Catholic worldview. So they take this kind of uh, American machismo idea and like this is what it means to be a man. To be a real man, you have to like climb mountains and do this sort of thing and then women are not like that. But if you look at the whole like idea of Christian virtue, there is no Christian virtue that you would want a man to have and a woman not to have. Like uh, strength, integrity, uh, self-sacrifice, both men and women need those things. And it will, it will express itself in different ways because men and women are different. I mean, you know, they're just different, right? But to, and this is the problem with some of the language stuff as well, right? So uh, in a lot of translations of Aquinas, he uses the term effeminate to mean a guy who is not sacrificing for the good. But in our minds, because of our English language, effeminate means feminine. And so you have a lot of guys trying to reclaim Catholic language, not understanding how language works, right. especially in a world that's so messed up with the ideas of gender right now. And so they think, and then you add to the fact that these people aren't as intelligent as they think they are. Like they bought a copy of like the Summa of the Summa and they think that they're Catholic theologians and they're not, they're just stupid. Um, and so they, you have that uh, attitude where it's like- That's if, when Nick should have walked through the window. <laughs> Right, right. And so they feel like, uh, and they also feel like saying uh, hard truths. Like if people, if the right people are angry with me, then I'm right, which is not how a Catholic thinks, right? So they, they're taking this idea of uh, taking Americanism and trying to plug into the church, not realizing they're doing it. And so, and, the, and to add on top of all that complication, the whole discussion of men and women and our complementarity and how we're different, it's a, it requires a lot of nuance, a lot of thoughts. Um, conversations between men and women like it's a difficult thing that should be treated with uh, care because it's a sacred thing that we're talking about so you have people rushing into this i get angry about this too and saying this is male this is female and it's just much more complicated than that and also on top of that we like to say that uh like the world will say that uh sex is biological but gender is completely cultural and a lot of times catholics reject that because there's something r real about what your gender and what your sex is um, but it's also more complicated than that. So you will have uh, men with more feminine qualities, culturally speaking, right? And some of that is culturally conditioned. That's a real thing. Um, but even in, in that, <laughs> I'm having trouble like, even talking about it. Um, even in that, it's uh, okay. So like you will have women who are into more traditionally cultural masculine things. That doesn't make them less of a woman. Not at all. Uh, and even the more like quiet, demure man doesn't make it any less than a man. Like speaking of Aquinas, like yes, he was a big dude. He walked around a lot. He was probably very physically healthy, but he spent most of his time with books. That doesn't make him. Did you just say the guy that like is known as fat is physically healthy? No, no, because like he was. If you think about it, like Aquinas, like he walked everywhere, everywhere. So you're walking that much weight around. He was a strong <laughs> dude. He would have been a really strong dude, right? Okay. So think about that. Um, and in you that had, case, yeah. I'm much stronger than I imagined. <laughs> you could put in a few more steps. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have uh, images of 
um, female martyrs who were as strong as any man in going into their death for Christ. Joan of Arc, yeah, she really didn't sacrifice for the good of others. Right, oh. <laughs> yeah, she, and that didn't make her any less of a woman. Right. So, like, this stuff is is just people are trying to be smart, and they're actually dumb, and you should just listen to Taylor and I. 100%. Yeah. Or just him, because he talked the whole time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, he's letting me keep going. How fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean... Everything you said, I, I'm. It, it, we're agreeing that we found that we found this yeah. frustrating, right? Sure. And it, because there has to be a balance somewhere, and it's usually when things get taken to the extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like there has to be strict gender gender roles on one side, and like uh, you can ha- you can have like, and we have all of us have all of the qualities, like you said, like mm-hmm. uh, the things that you want in a good man, you can want in a good woman, like yeah. virtue wise, and and those sorts of things, even like personality wise. Um, we all have them just on different things. Like I think about like playing the Sims, right? This is a weird tangent, <laughs> okay, but like, yeah. or even like an RPG, yeah. you can like put points towards personality traits or like character traits. Right. And we all have the same amount of traits, similar amount of traits, but you can put them on different things. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And are there some typical ones? Like, yes, like we all, we all know that. Right. Um, but I, I was thinking about it because it just so happened that I heard it. I heard it a bunch like the last week. Mm-hmm. And then a two of my friends married each other and they came over about six weeks after the, their, their wedding. Yeah. We got to talk to them just about marriage and all this kind of stuff. And that's one of the things I like asking is like, is there anything that surprised, uh, surprised you anything new? And then we, and we always kind of end up talking about like, like how, how are y'all finding the balance mm-hmm. of things that need to be done? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, like in like my wife and I we're fairly typical mm-hmm. on the like I do the things that are pretty typically associated with men mm-hmm. she does the things that are typically associated with women but there are exceptions mm-hmm. right where one of them that was actually kind of hard for me to give up because I thought oh the man has to do the yard work yeah I have the worst allergies of anyone that I've ever met <laughs> so I would do the sacrifice for my entire family and go and go mow the lawn yeah. and then be sick and grumpy for three days yeah and so my my wife was finally like I'm just gonna do this <laughs> which is a typically more manly thing and it yeah. took me a, a minute to be like oh okay like that's that's fine um and thank you like you know it, it, but it's, it was it was just this interesting dynamic of like men and women, especially like in marriage, mm-hmm. you come together, there are things that need to be done. And there, there are some times where like the, where it flips and they're like the, the woman works and the dad stays at home or, you know, like the guy loves cooking and cleaning and the wife does other, other things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whatever you need to do, like as I'm talking about now, like in couples, whatever needs to be done, as long as the two of you get it done and it's fairly balanced. Yeah. Then that's a healthy relationship, right? right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna stop talking now so, because I'm a, a good friend. Okay, thank you, my good friend Taylor. <laughs> Hello and good morning, my good friend Taylor. Good morning, uh, mother. <laughs> yeah. So gender, who we are uh, sexually, is a deep and essential part of who we are. But you also have to look at just the other person as a person as well, uh, and not just paint everything through the lens of gender. Like, yes, it's very important. You can't forget about it. You can't ignore it. Um, but for example, like my, uh, when my parents got married, they both had jobs. My mom was the one who made them more money. So they wanted one parent to stay home. So that was my dad. So my dad was a stay-at-home dad. He did the cooking, the cleaning. He did the yard work, he did all this stuff, taking care of the house, taking care of us, taking us on field trips, all this stuff. And my mom was the one who worked. 
but and that never struck me as weird because it was just home. And right? y'all turned out mostly okay. Mostly okay, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm a good priest. The bar's low for a good priest, but mostly I, okay. I, I, I'm jumping over <laughs> it. Right, right, right. You know, uh, Nick is a very healthy marriage. Our brother Matthew is a great guy. Uh, so it's it's looking at people as individuals as well, uh, and just not getting so hung up on what the culture, what you think you should be. Right, yeah, you, you very because Catholics, we all want to be Catholic, and we have this idea of what a Catholic means, and we put it in a box. Uh, but the beauty of the Catholic Church is that there is so much diversity. There are examples. Just look at the the saints; you get all kinds of different personalities, and that's going to be the true in our true in our lives as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that kept coming to me as I was as I was thinking about it was, okay, what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Right. Mm-hmm. Like the, the things that the Bible is saying that are proof that the Holy Spirit is alive in your life. Mm-hmm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm-hmm. We could, if we wanted to, split those up into like the, these are kind of neutral. These are more <laughs> like the typically manly. These are the more of the feminine. Yeah. And if we did that, we would be the stupid people you were talking about earlier. Because <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you're not exemplifying all of those, or at yeah. least growing and exemplifying all of right. those then the Holy Spirit isn't alive and at work in you. If you're only doing, oh, these are the ones that are manly, but uh, no, love, that's for women. <laughs> like, you know, that means yeah, so yeah, stupid, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Like, peace, oh, that's for women. Well, maybe that's why everyone's angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, it is for all of us, right? So we have to be able to find, like one of the biggest things about Catholicism, Christianity, is that we have to hold two things in balance that seem to contradict each other, mm-hmm. right? Gender is important, uh, but also like holiness is important, and we we have to hold these things that seem to not not mix together. I mean, we we say that there are three God, three persons and one God. Yes, two contradictory things that we have to hold in, hold together because it is it is true. Yeah, and also just keep in mind that men and women are made in the image and likeness of God, and they most uh, exemplify that image when they are together. That's why marriage is such a powerful sacrament. Um, and so, uh, to, and a lot of times there are Catholics who will treat, even if they don't say it, they will treat women or on the opposite way, men as less than in the image and likeness of God. And that's really unhealthy and just theologically and anthropologically inaccurate and bad. And Nick's giving the big thumbs down to that. Nick's here. reactions he are agrees. making this so enjoyable. He agrees that it is bad, you know? And I think this is something like... Which is fun for me, because this is what I want all the listeners of the show to be doing. Yeah. Like, just randomly saying things, just boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurrah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everyone be nightly shropper. And part of the adventure of marriage um, is is working through those dynamics with a real-life flesh-and-blood person, where these things are not abstract. And a lot of times... People, Catholic commentators are talking about this are probably in weird marriages or single. It's like maybe know your role a little bit. So maybe work you on yourself right a now. Bit. Well, I'm, <laughs> first of all, uh, as a priest, I am above all of this. I look down on the chaos of the lay world and I can judge it appropriately. You're, you're listening to the point of this segment very well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but at, I mean, honestly, as a Catholic priest, I counsel men, women, couples, and you see this, and there is an advantage to seeing it a little bit from the outside. Um, and uh, but the one thing I really appreciate and respect about marriage is that the other person is right there in front of you. And the beautiful thing about Catholic marriage is you can't run away from that. You have to um, go through that and experience that. And 
uh, argue and reconcile. That's why marriage is so sanctifying as its own vacation. Uh, not vocation. Uh, sorry. Vocation, I'm on a marriage vacation. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's what makes it different. Yeah. So the solution for this, my proposed solution, Ooh. is typically when people are using effeminate, it's for, it's for two reasons. One, you're a man that's not sacrificing mm -hmm. or um, – or you're a man that's not like whatever. I forget the second one was. I'm, we're wrapping. First up. one's good enough. Yeah, yeah. So if you like, just words matter. Like you were saying this earlier. Mm -hmm. Like language changes, mm -hmm. and people are using Thomas Aquinas mm -hmm. to like hammer this home and say you're effeminate. <laughs> and it's like, oh well, things are different. Like the like the. the the word lit used to mean a fire 800 years ago. Yeah. And the word yeet is stupid and didn't exist until four years ago. Like mm -hmm. language changes. So like, I just think we need to be more specific. Like if somebody is uh, like not sacrificing enough for their marriage, like if, if Nick had a problem in his marriage and he like wasn't loving his wife enough. Yeah. Be He's like, too busy working like, on podcasts. Yeah. What if, like, if I walked up to Nick and just said, you're being effeminate because I'm telling him the hard truth and he needs to hear this. He's not going to... I know I wouldn't react well to that. Oh, I, you know who wouldn't react well to that? His wife. Right. <laughs> I, I, no, like, for real. I, I would be like, screw you. Yeah. If somebody called me effeminate for that. Yeah. But if somebody who knew me and cared about me said, like, hey, I, I, don't, think you're, I don't think you're showing your wife enough sacri sacrificial love. Yeah. It might be hard to hear. Right. It's a lot easier to hear than you're being effeminate. Yeah. Uh, so, like, or uh, the perseverance was the other one. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're not persevering through this, so you're being effeminate. It's like, just... Just say you need a little bit more perseverance, yeah. right? Um, I just th just don't think we need to be using it as a derogatory term anymore because I think it's just so offensive to the good and loving things uh, with th that is a woman. Yeah, you can get to the same point you're trying to get at without muddying the message, right. and like so, let go of that language. If, like, there's no reason to be attached to that kind of language when you're trying to get to the heart of the point. You're trying to share the truth in love. Uh, that's that's called being pastoral. That's why you have right. to be careful with what you say. Exactly. All right. Well, that's a show for today. We did it. We recorded in the Serapa home. Uh, we were uh, attacked by Nicholas. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had a good old time. He's he's rejoining us. Everybody say hi, Nick. Oh, oh he's leaving from the hi, window. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not technically breaking and entering. He's just being inefficient with where he's going. He's, he's not breaking and exiting. Yeah. Where are you going? I'll be back next week. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> our show and we're still recovering from that last commercial <laughs> so if you enjoyed today's show make sure you hit the subscribe button there's a share button no matter where you're watching or listening hit the share button put it on social media text it to a friend that you know will enjoy today's show who needs some catholic entertainment and some joy in their life that's what we are here for to share the joy of the gospel with you and your people subscribe today thanks for watching and the water is gone <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect! That's perfect!